All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Joe and Jet. It's your boy, your favorite, everybody's favorite, not everybody's favorite, but your people's favorite, Xavier Jet Pegues, along with my partner, Joe Robinson. We back at it, back at it again. Sorry, I apologize for the inconsistency, things were going down um, among our lives together, but like, we back at it. We're going to be more consistent, going to push out more content. But Joe, how are you doing today? Man, it is opening day for the MLB. I've seen some good baseball today. I'm feeling pretty good. Um, yeah, this, sorry for, like you said, sorry for the inconsistency, but we're back and we're rolling. So Zay, you know what to do. Let's get it. All right, let's get it, let's get it. So um, a lot of people have been talking about this with the NBA. Um, everybody been on LeBron about this because, like, he made a tweet saying, like, oh, you judging my team, just wait to come up, this, that, and the third, and then it backfired. So the Lakers are way under 500 to a point where they're going to miss the playoffs this year. I'm sorry, I think they're, like, what, 31 and 48, if I'm, I'm something along that range. I'm, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'm thinking off top. But anyway, Joe, what are your thoughts of the Lakers missing the playoffs this year? I mean, you know, it's kind of disappointing because, like, they were not, like, front runners, but they were, like, some of the top teams to make the playoffs, even make the finals. Um, so, I mean, acquiring all these pieces, like Russell Westbrook, um, um, Trevor Ariza, Carmelo Anthony, getting Dwight Howard back even, and just to miss the playoffs. I mean, I understand, you know, AD been injured. LeBron had his uh, problems. But at the same time, I mean, that's still part of the game. And the show must go on. And um, them missing the playoffs, it just felt like I didn't feel no heart. I felt no rhythm. Uh, Frank Vogel, um, I, I seen reports that, you know, he's going to be out after this year anyways. It's just very disappointing. Um I did expect it a lot more from them, but um, their season has really came to an end. Uh, they're not going to uh, make the playoffs this year. So disappointed for Laker fans, disappointed for the players, the coaches, the uh, front office for everybody. So it's very disappointing. Uh, I agree. Um, uh it was a good idea from the from the start to stack up all these veterans to try to get, especially like trying to give them a ring and whatnot. But there is a there's a thin line you have to hold to that. So like you gotta keep some young bucks in and then next you know, just injuries. You had like more than half your team 30 plus. I mean, AD's not 30 mm -hmm. He's about he's about borderline damn near. Um uh, AD. Yeah, AD about 28, I believe. Yeah, but he's kind of like playing like I mean the injuries have been killing him. Um, LeBron's carrying yeah. his own when he's about forty, uh, respectfully, and it's just been like it's just been it's it's just been a wild excuse me it's just been a wild ride like yeah like, most definitely Lakers don't know what to do. Um, you trying to you be, you get in and out of players like ain't nothing. Frank Vogel just looking was just looking confused like. Okay, like what? What I'm gonna do? And I, and then like he wasn't really doing jack squat, so you just so there was like, all right, 
you got to go. Um, so I'm just like, I'm not surprised, but you could you could have done it could have gone a little bit better if you kind of would have instead of stack a whole team full of veterans on one accord. I mean, I mean, if I wanted to switch gears, if you want to go like to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like you got Tom Brady in front of AB, um, Gronk, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah, and that's that, I mean that's kind of the same thing, but that's kind of but they kind of do what they do. I mean. But with the Lakers, you kind of just like, all right, like, they're just, ugh. And then people, like, were coming for LeBron saying, like, oh, I thought you were going to go to the playoffs or this, that, and that. LeBron's still, like, um, I would say he's arguably the GOAT, but he's a GOAT for sure. Like, top, yeah. top three, top five, top three, arguably top five for sure. And, they, and I mean, like, that's just kind of like, eh. but with the Lakers missing the playoffs, it's just like, what you gonna do? I mean, what is set in stone? Yeah, move on. And, and the thing is um, about that LeBron point. I, I don't think LeBron really needs to do anything else. Um, I, he's actually top two. Um, I still got MJ in front, respectfully. But LeBron, if people have LeBron over MJ, I respect their opinion. Um, but back on the Lakers on this topic before we move on. It's like they had, like, the tools to get it done. Like, you had the veterans, you got LeBron. But injuries, you know, pretty much sabotaged them. Um, I'm looking at the – I'm looking at some facts here. And LeBron, um, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook, they only played 21 games to, together this year combined. And they went 11 and 10. I mean, that's not dominant, but – but, you know, it's like they, they could certainly, you know, kind of like win games in a way, too. So it's just that injuries and all this just played a big part for the Lakers this year. And now um, we would not see L.A. in the playoffs. And before we move on, like 21 out of 82, that's a quarter of the season of a big three. Right. That's something you really don't see out of a big three in the NBA. Like that's just, I mean, and back and also back to your point when you're saying like, Oh, like it was good and everything. But I mean, the idea of getting these players are good, but the execution of, of the whole turnout just went straight, went straight crap. And this right. is not, this is not us criticizing like the Lakers or anything. Like I'm a like if you if y'all know me personally, I'll admit this. Like anybody can ask me this. I'm a LeBron bandwagon. Wherever he go, I go. Like my mom's the same. My mom is the same way. Shout out moms. Um, love you, mom. But anyway, uh, yeah. But it was just like the execution did not turn out as planned, and it's just yeah, for sure, for sure. But we're gonna move on to the next topic. So, Joe and I are Joe. Well, Joe's a Giants fan. I'm a Ravens fan. So, with the NFL draft coming up, um, who would you like your who would like the uh, who would you like your favorite team to draft? All right. So, I have like a couple, but um, so Giants have two top ten picks this year. I think we're gonna trade down, but for right now, we got two on top. 10 picks. Um, we need O-line. And 
I want this guy very bad because of his versatility and he's strong and can do great on the pass. So I want Akeem Ikwanu from North Carolina State. I believe he got he got upsized and just with a little bit of work, he can be one of the a good right tackle in the near future for um the NFL. Um He's 6'4", 310 pounds, uh, but still he can move very good. Um, so, yeah, that's who I really want the Giants to pick. Because, uh, like I said, we desperately need O-line. We need an O-line for the longest. Um, I'm tired of talking about the O-line because we could have fixed this like five years ago when we was a playoff team in 2017 or 16. But... Um, it is what it is. So one guy I really want is Akeem Aquanu from North Carolina State. And I also wouldn't mind um, Debo from um, Oregon, Sauce Gardner. But I'm really looking at Akeem Aquanu from North Carolina State. Okay. Akeem Aquanu from, from NC State. Got, got to show love for that. Um, I've been preaching about this, about my Ravens, for the longest. I've been preaching about this like – what the past three, four years, ever since the Lamar era, I say the Ravens need to get a receiver. I mean, you got Rashad Bateman. I mean, I feel like he's gonna come to his own this year. Hollywood is slightly getting better, but you need somebody who can like not just who has a little bit of power, not just speed. And you can't just rely on Mark Andrews 25-8. Right. Uh, so I'm looking at this. Uh, so in a mock draft. It said Traylon Burks from Arkansas. So that's a raw receiver. See what you see what you can do off of that. Uh, and the Ravens just have been struggling with getting a raw receiver one, and it just has not been great. I mean, but he has a great build though. Right. He's six three, two twenty five, and that's SEC. That and Arkansas is an SEC school. Like the SEC is the best conference, hardest conference in college football. So you just like go get him. Eric DeCosta. Right. Make, make make a move. Like don't don't play around. You kinda like we already in a bind with the uh with these trades and everything. We could have got Bobby Wagner, but I digress on that subject. That's that's not that's not that's neither here nor there. Um but also as a backup in a draft, I feel like we should get a DB. I wouldn't say a DB. I'll say like a safety because I mean you got Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey coming back. That's a that's a duo right mm-hmm. But then Anthony Levine Sr. He retired. So if not a if not a receiver, definitely get a Sam. You get like a, a, a linebacker. I mean you got Tyus Bowser, Patrick Queen. Um, but it's I'm looking at the mock draft right now and it says Quay and they, and they can possibly get Quay Walker from UGA. Um, he has speed, and knowing Georgia had, and knowing Georgia, another SEC school, Georgia has the had the best defense in college football. Like I never seen yeah. a defense that solid in my years of watching football. And I'm just like, go go get him. Like especially if he's gonna be a a possible third rounder, third round pick. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. They've been they're 
um, been reported that he could um, drop to the third round. So, and I like I like that you said um, Burks. Um, I think, in my opinion, he's a top five uh, wide receiver coming into this um, draft. Okay. Um, he can definitely um, catch the ball. He only dropped seven passes um, in his um, three years at Arkansas. So, and, you know, he got speed. He's kind of elusive in a way. So I think, um, like you said, y'all definitely um, still searching for that wide receiver one. Like you said, Rashad Bateman, you know, um, he he's pretty good. But um, I think, you know, one more wide receiver wouldn't hurt. So yeah, I think I think Traylon Burks would be pretty good for Lamar. Um, eases off some pressure from Mark Andrews, you know, because he's a he's a top five um, tight end in this game. So um, yeah, I think Traylon Burks would be a pretty good um, addition for the Ravens. And with um, who's the guy you mentioned um, for the for um, that could be for the Giants? He an offensive lineman. Oh, um, I came upon him. I kind of, I gave McConnell, where he from? He's from um, NC State. NC State, okay, you're right, you're right. Um, definitely get an offensive line for the Giants because I, the Giants have had a bad track record of getting off, of not getting offensive line. I mean, you got Andrew Thomas, but, like, that's a one-man band. Yeah. I mean, you don't want him being a one-man band. I, at least get a second body out there. Or, yeah. or, like, someone on the opposite side. It could be a tackle or a guard, maybe even a center, if anything. Like, just give him yeah. help. Or like give DJ give Daniel Jones some help or whoever the quarterback starting quarterback for the Giants will be. Uh, yeah, and and also in this draft, like it is so deep with defense and offensive linemen. Um, I don't really you. see no quarterbacks that's going to be this type of level. I mean, Malik Williams got the potential, Kenny Pickett even, but this class is just deep with. O line and defense. Mm -hmm. Um Evan Neal. Charles Cross, Evan Neal, who's who's possibly the best line in this whole draft. Aiden but I, I, the reason why I didn't say him because I think he's gonna be a top three pick. Maybe not. But um that like like I said, Linda Baum, the best center in the in this um draft class. Like there's just a lot of old linemen that I can just name and it will still be very deep. So mm -hmm. as long as we just get like one good O lineman or two, no, basically, basically about, about three or four. I want to draft about three or four this year, and um, defense, of course, and probably a tight end and a wide receiver or or quarterback. I don't know, but I just really want this O line for the Giants to be skilled, and I don't want to talk about O lineman for the next five years. I'm I'm just tired of talking about O lineman. But we need an old lineman this year. Y'all right, need an old lineman. The Ravens need a wide receiver. Uh, at least a wide receiver one. We got talent, but it's just like get somebody who's consistent. Let, like you said, let it ease off of Mark Andrews. Like, just don't, uh, don't, don't be on, don't, uh, don't be on nothing stupid. That's all I said. The defense is, I mean, defense is there. I mean, only reason defense did bad because injuries and COVID protocol. Uh, offense. Lamar was hurt for the second half of the season. I mean, we got a good second right. quarterback, but it just wide, just to get a wide receiver one. I mean, not that, and we still on the hunt for that. 
I mean, our wide receiver one per se is a wide receiver. Wide receiver one is Hollywood Brown. But if you want to talk about, we want to put tight ends in the situation, then it's Mark Andrews 100%. So it's like, get somebody who you can, like, Hollywood can can be off the go route and beat somebody because he has the speed for it. And you just need somebody to get, get underneath to give you some extra yardage. Mm-hmm. That's, all, that's all there is to it. But um, on to the next subject, on to the next topic. So the MLB is back, uh, like Joe said. Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, y'all, probably, y'all not going to see it, but I got white socks on. So, white socks hat on. But uh, not a white socks fan. Well, second. It's my second favorite team. Second but favorite. anyway, <laughs> uh, with which MLB team could make the playoffs this year that missed it last year? Huh. Okay. Um, so I put it down in the three teams. Um. That was the making it last season, but just came up a little bit short. <sighs> and for this team, unfortunately, they're in the AL East, which is my team division. I'm a New York Yankees fan. Um, I'll just want to put that out there. But I'm going to say the Toronto Blue Jays okay. because um, the offseason that they had, um, Vladdy, Coming, Bo Bichette. I mean, those guys are just incredible. Um, uh, fixing up the bullpen even more. I mean, I just think, um, and the AL East is one of the hardest divisions in baseball. Um, it's just that I just think this year the Blue Jays is going to make a wild card and. Yeah, I, I just it's just making me sick to my stomach just talking about the Blue Jays. <laughs> but I'm just gonna keep it real. I'm not like one of those biased fans out there. So just give me just give me the Blue Jays. Blue Jays, okay. You said so I agree. I agree to an extent. The American League East is the hardest division in baseball. Um, second, uh, a slot, a hard second will be the National League East. You got ATL, yeah. Philly, Miami, uh, Washington. Nah, never mind. New York. Yeah, I'm about to say uh, Washington. This did me a little work. <laughs> uh, New York Mets. Nah, I mean Jacob Degrom is going to be. Yeah, and carrying that team again, but. But um, at least they at least they picked up they picked up uh, Matt Scherzer. So, I mean, that's oh, yeah. pretty good. Oh yeah, they did do that. I forgot. I forgot he was on the bench. Um, but the team that I think that will make the playoffs this year that missed it last year, I'm gonna say the Los Angeles Angels. And the reason I say that is because Mike Trout's coming back, Shohei Otani. You had one of the best rookies last year, Brandon Walsh. You got a, you got a veteran, Anthony Rendon. The only weak side of that of those Angels of the Angels team is pitching. I mean, you still got Shohei Otani, but you can, but you have to use them to the. You gotta don't gas them out every game. So like, 
I mean, he, I mean, he's a power, he's a powerhouse, but gotta give him, gotta give him some days off too. I mean, then you got David Fletcher. I mean, you got mm-hmm. all these players for the Angels, and then the American League West is kind of, is looking, is I want to say solid, but it's looking better than it was last year. I mean, then you got, and uh, then you have the Mariners as well, who could have made a playoff run if they haven't had a weak winning streak so late last year. So. I'm a, but the Angels are definitely where it's at. So it's like it's just the pitching that has to has to come through. But they have Noah Syndergaard, but we haven't seen Noah Syndergaard play a national MLB game in like what two, three years. So we don't know what he's going two years. Um, we haven't. So it's having we got to see what he's on. So because I mean they call him Thor. I mean, he was, yeah. he was he was a powerhouse. He was a, he was legendary with the Mets. So if you go on and switch sides and go all the way across the country to New York, to uh, not to New York, to Anaheim, make something make make something do. Yeah, I was also thinking about the Angels, but I just think their bullpen will be their bullpen is kind of questionable. Um, like you said, they got Shohei. They got um, Noah, uh, but we haven't seen um, Noah in the past two years, so we don't really know how that's going to, you know. Uh, maybe he'll leave where he left off, but I'm still not going to jinx anything. But um, I just, I could, I could kind of see they can, they could make a playoff push, maybe because, like you said, Mike Trout coming back and um, and our our. Radon coming back, Rendon, I meant. But uh, I just think their bullpen is going to mess them up. I, I really do. Um, yeah, from the, from the way I'm looking at it right now, the bullpen, I, I see two solid pitches on there. You got Archie Bradley from, from Arizona, and then you got Michael Lorenzen from Cincinnati, who was, a, who was, like, a, who was like a dual threat player. I mean, he could hit. Yeah. He could also blow, it, blow one by you. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. And, um, but I do expect the Angels to make some noise this year. Um, like, man, like, like I said, Shohei is just, is just not even from this planet. Mike Trout, still one of the best in the game. Um, and I, and I really like, um, Jared Walsh. All right. I, I don't know why. It's something about him. I just like Jared Walsh very much. Um, they added speed this offseason in Tyler Wade. Um, like I said, Anthony Rendon coming back. So I expect them to make some noise, but I just think they're going to be short for playoffs. But anything can happen. Maybe my mind will change when the season progress. But right now, um, I just got to see them play some baseball. If I'm gonna change my mind about it. Okay. Okay. I yeah, they got Astros. They got the Astros in a little bit. So we'll just gotta see what happens. Okay. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. But we're gonna go on to the final topic. So NBA playoffs coming up. Got about two more games till playoff season is coming on. So we're gonna make some early NBA final predictions. So Joe, who you got in the in the NBA finals? Huh. All right, this is also a tough 
um, quick pitch. Um, I would love to see my Golden State back in the finals, but I'm not going to be biased. Yeah, don't be biased. Um, not. No, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to do it. So I will say I think the Phoenix Suns. I believe they're just the best team in the NBA. Um, when healthy, got the best coach, great um, bench, and um, I just believe they can they can probably pull it off because in the West, the only the only two teams that I really see them having trouble against is Golden State and um, Grizzlies, maybe even Denver, um, even the Clippers if they you know make it. But um, I'm going to say the Phoenix Suns for the West, not for the East. It's been very difficult. I got three teams that come to mind. No, four. So I got Milwaukee, yeah. Boston, yeah. Miami, yeah. or Brooklyn. I believe Brooklyn will make the playoffs, and they could make a playoff push, even as the eighth seed or whatever seed they'll be. Yeah. But I'm going to say – Suns versus don't do it. Sun versus the Miami Heat. All right, all right, all right. I thought you were about to say, I thought you were about to say Brooklyn. Uh so looking at this, I'm definitely picking the Suns on the west side. Grizz, I mean, Grizzlies are gonna give them a hard time per se, but I don't think the Grizzlies are ready yet. Yeah, they just, yeah, I think John Morant needs at least one more playmaker to make to get where he needs to be if he wants to get an NBA championship. Mm-hmm. I agree. Golden State will make a Western Conference Finals run, but if you're talking about a well-coached team and a young team, I'm picking Phoenix over Golden State respectfully. Yeah, I, I respect that. I respect that. But I wouldn't be surprised if Golden State makes a Finals run. Yeah, I just and to be honest, in the regular season, um, we split the season series with um Phoenix. Um, all of our games have been pretty close as well. So um, but I just think uh since we really don't have a true big man, DeAndre Aiton is just gonna eat up in the paint. Um right. so yeah, just go ahead and give me Phoenix and I know people are going to bash me about my Eastern Conference pick, but if we really look at Miami, Eric Spoltra in the in the playoffs is just one of the best overall coaches. He's a top 15 coach in NBA history for a reason. And um, he sent the he sent Miami to the finals in the bubble two years ago. So why not now? Um, so yeah, just give me Miami and Phoenix. I'll say Miami. Mm. I said Miami and Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it that that's who that's that was like my last two picks because I was I was like maybe Milwaukee, but I don't know if that's gonna be like a finals rematch. And I was like, mm-hmm. so yeah. I said Milwaukee and Phoenix because the way it's looking, I mean, they have Milwaukee hasn't gotten. Hasn't been as more as oh my lord, I am stuttering like crazy. But they haven't been as sound. <laughs> they haven't been as sound as they were last year. So I think, so I think they can 
make a playoff push with Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Chris Middleton been doing work. Drew Holiday, um, he's still on the Bucks, right? Yeah, Drew Holiday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, just make sure I haven't looked at the rosters, honestly. Uh, no, you good. They they can make something happen, but I but them against the Suns, Monty Williams is a hell of a coach. I mean, you can't you can't compare. So like, and they haven't even lost, and they haven't even lost twenty games yet. Well, they haven't lost twenty. Even if they even if they lose their last two, that's still not twenty games. They lose like they making a playoff push. And if the and like and this is a hot take, and I stand and I'm gonna stand on this um like I did last year. If the Phoenix Suns win the championship, do not be surprised if Chris Paul retires or the next season will be his last season. That's a big hot take, but I like it. Um, yeah, I just think Chris Paul is really close in winning his first ring. That's the only thing he's – well, I really I, – I put him in my top five um, point guard of all time anyway. Mm-hmm. But in certain people's um, certain people's lists, they, they're, they, they're not putting Chris Paul in because he don't have a ring. That's the only thing. So – if my Warriors don't make it, I would love for the Phoenix Suns to make it and win for Chris Paul. Okay, I see. I say we see it, we see it, we see it. But I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're 63 and 17. So if they lose, even if they lose their last two games, you know, that still doesn't matter. They're not gonna they're not gonna lose 20 games this year. That's pretty cool. Exactly. But I just see them making a playoff run. And then, you, like I said, you got Monty Williams as a coach. Like, that man has been doing what he do ever since he stepped into the role of a coach. And, like, ever since they had that run in the in the um, bubble. Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. It, it, he's been incredible, man. He just – he literally just changed that franchise around so quick. Um, saying we're going to bring in Chris Paul, bring in his leadership, be a mentor and all that. And now Chris Paul is still, even at 36 years old, Chris Paul is still one of the best point guards in the game. Right. So um, this is just incredible basketball. It's beautiful basketball. I love to see it from the Phoenix Suns. Um, And hopefully – us and the Phoenix Suns will be in the Western Conference Finals. Hopefully. But, Joe, do you have any, any other remarks? <laughs> um, I'm just glad to be back. Um, We're glad to be back. Um, Making more content for the Joe and Chet fans. Thank y'all for the support. Like I said earlier, baseball is back. So I'm going to be a, I'm gonna pay attention more to baseball in a way. Um, the draft is three weeks away. Um, hockey's still doing their thing. Basketball playoff coming, baby. So sports world, sports fans, it's good to be a sports fan right now. Yes, sir. Baseball is back. I'm ready for college football, if anything, because college football is – Yes, sir. Yeah, college football. Oh, oh yeah. And and congratulations to um, Kansas for beating my Tar Heels. And congratulations to y'all, Zay, for beating my UConn. 
Um, I got nothing but respect. I got nothing but respect for USC because I've been a UConn fan since Maya Moore. So um, I've always been a UConn fan, but I got nothing but respect for Don Staley, for Destiny Henderson, um, Aaliyah Boston, everybody from USC women's basketball. Congratulations. Yes, sir. Guys, guys, too, guys, too. But this is another episode, another rendition of Joe and Jet. I'm your host, Xavier Jet Pegues, and my man, my partner, Joe. We'll see y'all next time. Peace.